0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to the Bear Report podcast with Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears for the Bear Report website. The podcast is powered by Overtime Media. Now, here's Zach and Aaron.
1: Welcome, in, Bears fans, to the Bear Report podcast. The Chicago Bears are officially dead. The 2019 season is pretty much over. The Bears were eliminated from the playoffs after losing to the Green Bay Packers. on uh, In Week 15 last Sunday, the Bears are now 7-7, eliminated from the playoffs after the Minnesota Vikings dismantled the Los Angeles Chargers uh, in Week 15, all but ending the Bears season with just two games left to go. So now we're in full off-season mode and what's going to happen with this team after a disappointing season. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Pearson. I'm joined, as always, by Aaron Lemming. Aaron, man, you know, remember those podcasts we did in the summer? I did not think this was going to happen. I thought we were going to be talking about a Bears playoff run here. But here we are. The Bears are 7-7. Seven and seven. Um, They got two games left, officially eliminated from the playoffs. It's been a brutal season so far.
2: It has. It's definitely been disappointing. Um you know it's it's kind of funny how you know their their season ends on a or their, their season begins and a disappointing loss at home to the packers and you know much much uh much unlike last season uh when they clinched the playoffs and clinched the division uh against the packers um they're being eliminated by the packers and you know here we are it's just i don't know man it's just it, the nfl is so year to year and unfortunately um you know the the narrative all off season was that the Bears were the you know key team for regression. They were the the sexy pick that would you know that was going to regress and you know I think a lot of us fought it. A lot of us thought that that they would be different. Um, and I think a big part of that was obviously because we thought the offense was going to take a step forward, not a not take a step back. But yeah, I mean it's just it, it's unfortunate, but I think that. You know, and I kind of tweeted this out after the game a little bit, um, and I and I truly believe this. I I think for as bad as the season has gone at seven and seven, they're out of the playoffs with two two weeks remaining. I do think it could it could be a lot worse. Uh, I think we're kind of seeing that with teams like the Browns. Um, you know, where the where the culture in the locker room is just so bad. You got players on the sideline yelling towards the other sideline, "Come get me! I want off this team." Uh, the, The Bears have actually kept it pretty well together. I mean, all things considered, they started off three and one and then all of a sudden things kind of fell, fell apart and they pulled themselves back into the playoff race. I mean, they won four out of the last five games going into the Green Bay game. And I think that considering the injuries, considering what they've dealt with this year and just the overall, I guess, disappointment. I think it's pretty impressive what Matt Nagy's been able to do as a head coach, uh, what the locker room has been able to do in terms of keeping things together because they could have very easily, the defense could have turned on the offense. Uh, They could have lost control, especially with as high as as expectations as a lot of these players had going into the season. I mean, obviously us as fans, we did too. So it sucks. It does. But I think that when you're looking at it, obviously they got to, they got to figure out what to do in the quarterback situation and the offense as a whole. But when you're when you're looking at it moving into the off season, uh, I think they're going to need a little bit more movement um, than what the Vikings did. But I think the Vikings are kind of a good blueprint to go off of in terms of the Vikings were looked at as Super Bowl favorites last year. They were looked at as that team that should win the NFC North and you know should be a, you know a threat. And then obviously we know how that story came out. They were eight seven and one. You know the Bears knocked them out in the last week of the play, uh, the last week of the season, and. And, you know, there was a lot of weird narratives going around. A lot of people, including myself, had lost faith in Kirk Cousins. And now look at them. I mean, they're, they're one went away from going in the playoffs. Uh, they're right there in the, the mix with the division. And they're playing much better football this year. Um, so I, I and they really didn't do that much. They kind of stuck to their guns. They got a new offensive coordinator. They made some subtle changes. But nothing too crazy. And I think that's kind of where the Bears need to stay is they need to retain some of their guys. They need to make some smart moves in free agency to add – and I think that they do need to change an offensive coordinator and at least some sort of competition at quarterback. But I don't think that doing anything rash is going to be the answer. Uh, so again, it's disappointing. But at the same time, I think things could have been a lot worse. And I wouldn't overreact to moving into the offseason too much.
1: Yeah, like you said, I mean, you brought up the Cleveland Browns, the Jacksonville Jaguars now firing Tom Coughlin. Things could be a lot worse for the Bears. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's bad. I mean, we can't sit here and lie and say it's not bad because, like you mentioned, this team had Super Bowl aspirations going into the year. Everyone thought, you know, around them they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. The players thought for sure, hey, we could win the Super Bowl. Just because of how last season ended with with the missed kick, they all felt like, I mean, we watched Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace a week after Cody Parkey missed that kick. And and the look on Matt Nagy's face when they did their end-of-year press conference was, I should not be here right now. I should not be doing this press conference. I should be at House Hall preparing for a divisional round game against the Los Angeles Rams, a team they already beat last season. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's tough because, you know, you and I, we both thought this team was going to make the playoffs. And, and things just got off to a bad start with Green Bay. You know, the, the criticism of not running the football in that game. They lost 10-3. to 3. They held Aaron Rodgers 203 yards. Fun fact, actually, Rodgers had 203 yards passing in both games. Um and had a passer rating, I think there's just under 88 with two total touchdowns against the Bears. If I if I told you this, Aaron, before the season started, you'd think the Bears would at least have gotten one of those games as a win. Nope, they went 0-2. So, you know, the season got off to a bad start and they rebounded, they had three straight wins against the Vikings, the Redskins, the Bron- or the, the Broncos, Redskins and Vikings. I should get those in order. And then after that, they just kinda of went downhill with the loss to the Raiders. They lost to the Saints. They lost to the Chargers. And while they did make this run to kind of get themselves in position and make it interesting, at least here in December, um, I mean, you got to look back at those. You look back at the Oakland game. You look back at the Chargers game. You look back at the Rams game. Um, those are three games right there where, you know, you could have won. You sh- probably should have won. Probably should have won those games. And you'd be looking at a playoff push. But instead, you know... Here we are talking about the Bears as they uh, prepare for their final two games of the season. And if you're still loyal to the Bears, I know a lot of you guys are, and you want to go to Sunday's game against the Chiefs, you want to see Pat Mahomes, the guy that the Bears uh, passed over (laughs) for Mitchell Trubisky, you should check out Vivid Seats. They have the best prices on all games, whether it's Bears, you want to go see a Bulls game. Maybe you want to go see the Blackhawks when it comes to baseball season, the Cubs and White Sox. Make sure you check out Vivid Seats. You can go to the Google App Store, you can go to the Google Play Store. I'm sorry, the Google, the App Store, the Apple App Store, and download the Vivid Seats app. The best part about all of this is, when you make your first purchase, you are automatically enrolled to the Vivid Seats Rewards. Um, you'll earn credit back on every purchase that you can use towards future purchases, and every purchase is bought, backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest crowds and games to the hottest concerts, the the, the you know the, the theater shows. Vivid Seats has it all. And when you use promo, t- promo code OVERTIME, O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E, you can save up to $100 for your first purchase on Vivid Seats. Aaron, two games left in the season. I know this offseason is going to be very exciting. Uh, it's going to be a lot of storylines. What are you kind of looking forward to here um, over these next two weeks?
2: I mean – if we're being honest, nothing, really. Uh, I haven't watched – I haven't been an avid uh, football watcher. I mean, obviously, I've seen every single one of the Bears games, stuff like that. I mean, if you're really – at least for me looking at the Bears, I would I would like to see them uh, play some of these younger guys, uh, get Kevin Tolliver a better chance, maybe get a look at Duke Shelley, uh, get a better look at guys like uh, Javon Wims, Riley Ridley, stuff like that, because I think this is kind of where you move into – the time when you're kind of evaluating some of the bottom of the roster guys um to see you know who can make an impact for next year so i mean it's one of those things where i think obviously getting getting out of the season these next two games as healthy as possible without any crazy injuries is going to be good but i think outside of that just kind of evaluating some of the bottom of the roster guys and seeing what you have there and Cause that's the thing. I mean, the, the bears are going to be able to make some moves this off season and they're going to be able to increase their cap space. And they'll be able to, I mean, they'll be able to add and they'll be able to get creative. I mean, it's the NFL um, cap space is one of those things that's very easily manipulated. Obviously you kick the can down the road. At some point you're gonna have to pay, but teams have been doing it forever. The saints are prime example um, under Mickey Loomis, where they've kicked the can down the road, kicked the can down the road. And then, you know, they pay for it for a year or two and then they're right back to it. So I don't know. I it's I, I you know I don't want to be cynical because I'm not saying that the you know that that all hopes lost stuff like that. I guess I'm just saying that at seven and seven, uh, you know the Bears still have a pretty established roster. They don't have a ton of free agents moving into the off season. Um, I, I think it's just kind of getting in the off season and, and and seeing what's in store uh, over the next few months uh, in terms of free agency, in terms of the draft, and seeing really where the Bears evaluate this roster. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, there's there's multiple areas where there's going to be major questions on, uh, whether it's the quarterback, whether it's the offensive play calling, uh, whether it's, you know, let's just say Chris Tabor, the special teams coordinator. I mean, some of these coaches, uh, the offensive line, I mean, they put a lot of invested there. I think Kyle Long is going to retire. What are you going to do at right guard? Are you going to you know, try to make a move for an offensive tackle. I don't know. I don't. I, there's definitely some things to figure out, but I don't think in terms of big decision-making, I don't think you're really going to figure anything out over the next two weeks. So, I mean, it, it, it's kind of a long way of saying uh, there's really just, at least for me, there's not a lot that I'm looking forward to, uh, at least in terms of the Bears.
1: Yeah, it's tough with these final two games because obviously, you know, Sunday Night Football this week, we're going to get – the mahomes Trubisky graphics shoved down our damn throats um, if you watch it, the primetime telecast. So, rightfully so. I mean, we all saw it coming. But other than that, I mean, I, I agree with you. I want to see what these younger guys have. I think this is opportunity. Um, maybe see a little more of Riley Ridley, a little more of Javon Wims, uh, see if Anthony Miller can keep his streak going of hot play over the past five or six games. And then, you know, on the offensive line, maybe will they go to Alex Bars, give him some some run at tackle or a guard? Over the final two games, uh, will they give a look to Kevin Tolliver? Michael Joseph was just brought up from the practice squad. Will they give him a look? Uh, will Deion Bush play a little more? Because there, there are going to be some interesting decisions that Ryan Pace will have to make. We're going to cover all those. We'll have plenty of off-season talk, literally from January till goodness through the summer and and all that fun stuff. But I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be an interesting off-season. And to kind of go with the news today. You know, Matt Nagy as far as these final two games, he said we're not really gonna sit anyone, we're not gonna rest anyone. They did put Dane Trevathan on an IR, which was expected. I, I, I knew once the Bears were out of the playoffs, he'd probably go to IR. I think they were kinda of holding out hope that, you know, maybe they can make a playoff run and, and Trevathan can come back, whether it's you know, it was this week or next week. But in the end, I mean they 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 put him on IR and they did promote Michael Joseph, which is interesting because I thought, hmm, you know, you look at Michael Joseph's brought up Maybe there's something more with Prince of Mukamura, but then he popped up on the injury report and he was fine, a full participant. Akeem Hicks, a full participant. So, you know, Matt Nagy showed us last season in week 17, you know, the Bears had had clinched. They were pretty much going to be the three seed no matter what. It was going to take a miracle um, for them to get the two seed with the Rams, you know, pretty much locking it up in, in week 17. They're still going to play. They're, they're going to play to win. Um, it doesn't really impact them draft-wise because they don't have a first-round pick. So, I mean, even if they lose these next two games, it's not going to impact their draft has for the first round. The rate the Raiders are on a – they're lost now three straight, three or four straight. So the Bears' second-round pick is is looking better. I guess if you want to lose the last two you kind of get a better second round pick if you're the Bears. But you know, once again, Matt Nagy shows, hey, we're gonna go for it. We're gonna try and win out these two games and 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 end the season on a positive note. And I think that might actually do a lot for this team because they've been hitting the mouth already. They they faced adversity. They went from a team that won the division 12 and four. Um like we said, we should have probably been in the next round in the playoffs last year. And they were kind of humbled a bit. You know, it wasn't guaranteed they were going back to the playoffs this year. In the NFL there's there's a lot of parody And I think, you know, maybe in a way, maybe, you know, next year or the year after, if you and I are still doing this podcast, I really hope so, maybe look back on the season and say, hey, this team was actually humbled and it it makes them stronger and made them want to fight next season.
2: Well, that's kind of why I'm not ready to, you know, hit the panic button on this entire rebuild, you know, and and what it's produced because... Again, I mean you're looking at a team that was twelve and four last year that over-exceeded uh, their expectations and this year they're seven and seven. I mean let's just let's just call I, I think they'll end up finishing eight and eight somehow. So let's just call five hundred, right right above, right below, whatever. You know, and they didn't meet expectations this year. So I think next year is kind of the curtain call to to figure out, you know, who is this team? You know, is it is it going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars where they have that one good season and then everything falls off and they end up firing everybody, or is it going to be a situation like the Vikings where, you know, they had that one they you know they they had the one good year with uh, Case Keenum, then they came back and they paid a bunch of money to Kirk Cousins and Things fall apart, but then they figured things out. They made some subtle moves. They got things figured out. So it's just one of those, I think, again, the way that they have been able to keep things together, fight through. I mean, like I said, before the Packers, before this Packers loss, I mean, they were four. They won four out of the last five. I mean, granted, the quality of opponents wasn't great by any means, but... There's I think a lot of us kind of expected, especially when they after they lost a Chargers game, that things were just going to go severely downhill. They pulled themselves back in the playoff race. I mean, it's just that shows a lot in its own. And I mean, we've seen it year in and year out. Sometimes it's just not your year. And I mean, that's that's just a big thing in the NFL. Uh, Like you said, there's a lot of parody within the league where. Sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes, you know, you you look, I mean, look at the Cowboys, look at the Eagles. A lot of people had those two teams this year projected as not only playoff teams, but as Super Bowl contenders. And I mean, that's the worst division of football. Both of them are sitting at seven and seven right now. One of them has to win the division with two games left. I mean, at best, one of them is going to finish nine and seven, but realistically, probably eight and eight. And that's just kind of where things are at. You just don't know. And I mean, we, we just we've seen it so often from from teams where, again, you have a good year and they bounce back and have a bad year and then they bounce back the next year and have a good year again or they fall off. And I think that's kind of where it's at. I think we need to see where this team's at moving into the offseason. I think we need to see the decisions that they make, uh, which, you know, we've kind of already talked about and just kind of go from there. I don't think I don't think all hope is lost. I also don't think it's a given that they're going to be back in the playoffs next year and they're going to rebound. But. I, I think that it's well worth at least waiting through the offseason to see. I think maybe Ryan Pace took things a little too easy this year and maybe felt a little bit too comfortable with his roster. I don't know. Or it's just simply the offense didn't pan out how it was supposed to. You know, you hire an offensive-minded coach with a young quarterback and everything falls apart and you're not really expecting that. But, again, a lot of big decisions to be made. But in terms of the locker room culture and and And, you know, just in terms of them keeping current players and being able to attract free agents maybe at bargain prices, I don't think that that's going to be an issue at all. It's just going to be a matter of what Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy decide to do uh, in the offseason. I think that's going to have a much bigger play out for how good or bad they are next year than anything going on within these next two games.
1: Yeah, I agree, and – you know, kind of keeping this culture together, they're, gonna, they're obviously going to have some big decisions. It's not going to be the same 53 players. Um, next year, there'll be some changes. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some guys that we'll let go at key positions. There'll be some new guys that they sign and obviously they'll have the draft. So we'll have a lot more to talk about that throughout the off season. Like I said, we're, we're going to have plenty of episodes on that. Um, before we kind of get into the chiefs game though, I do want to talk about the, uh, the Packers game because I, I there's some interesting stuff in there. um, Kind of regarding what went wrong, because the Bears, once again, got off to a slow start. Um, we're going to do that. Before we do that, though, I need to talk to you guys about CBS Sports HQ, the brand new streaming sports network. It's live 24-7. It costs you nothing. That's right. It's sports coverage that's always on, and it costs you nothing. My favorite part about CBS Sports HQ, besides it being free, is that it's always focused on the game, man. It has fancy advice, breaking news as it happens. Um Gambling picks and analysis right there while you're watching. That's tough to find anywhere on any other major network. You can find that on CBS Sports HQ. When I do watch it, though, it's crazy because I'll be watching a game and then I can see like tips and trends, betting advice that you know in game or upcoming games. Uh, games I'm not even watching. It makes me more inclined to flip the channel and oh hey, there's a college basketball game that you know here's maybe here's maybe a tip or a trend to help me with my betting. Um, it should do the same for you. Don't forget, you get all of this for free. It's 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 free. You can't beat it. All you have to do is just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, or any other connected streaming device, and you can just download CBS Sports HQ. You're right there. You don't have to do anything else. No fake debates. Just sports for real sports fans at the great price of completely free. You don't even have to log in or sign up for for anything, download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. Aaron, now that we got that out the way, um, let's talk about this Packers game because, once again, man, another slow start for the Bears and it pretty much doomed them. The first court, first two drives, Bears went. I think they got one first down, didn't really move the football. Um, what I noticed, Green Bay was getting there. They're showing dime packages and they're getting there with a three, four man pass rush. It's unacceptable. Yeah, Trubisky made some mistakes. Sometimes he didn't have time to throw. Maybe there was good coverage down the field. But it took a while for the Bears' offense to get going, and it definitely did cost them. And for me, that's a storyline that we've seen all season long. I mean, how many games have we sat there and like, oh, okay, Um, the Bears got off to a slow start, and, you know, they kind of make a run in the fourth quarter, but, you know, it ends up being too short, and we're left to wonder, man, what if they would have got off to a, a good start? Only two opening drives this season they got a touchdown on uh, I believe they scored on just three of them other than that man they had pretty much all three and outs or very very short drives that was the biggest thing I saw with the offense the defense I thought played very well um aside from that fourth down that Rodgers hit Devonte Adams early in the game with buster screen and coverage and and, and then and screen was just beat right off the uh right off the jump Adams put a nice move on him what you kind of see in that game that you know maybe you saw as a trend all year long was there anything different you saw anything frustrating in your eyes or heck i'll even take any bright spots you saw from that game
2: well i think obviously the the offense getting off to a slow start was was one um you know i mean you kind of hit the nail on the head there i mean the bears offense has just not been good starting out games i mean they've been a third quarter team all year which is weird because they actually weren't a third quarter team at all in this in the in the packers game and i think that definitely that definitely hurt but obviously i think the the one thing offensively they didn't get off to a good start um you know and i'm not going to hammer too much on this but i do think that one of the big tone setters for this game was the blown call uh on the the punt return where Quarterback patterson timed his hit perfectly jar the ball loose it should have been the bears ball around midfield um yet it was a penalty called on the bears and the packers ended up at 35 and that kicked things off uh I also think that their failure right before the half offensively um, to I mean they had a they had a good drive going and it was seven nothing at that point. They had a chance to get the game tied going in halftime and they didn't. I think it was just kind of the I, I look at those those there was three real big moments in that game. Obviously the Patterson one was one where they, you know, obviously we all know what happened there. They ended up going up seven nothing. The Bears' failure to get a touchdown going into the half. And then the Bears' failure uh, defensively to stop the Packers coming out of the half. I mean, at that point, it was 21-3. And the Bears just simply aren't a good enough team to play from behind uh, because their offense isn't good enough. And I'm not going to say that the defense played overly well because I don't believe that they really did. But they played more than good enough to win the game, and that's the thing. I think that sometimes we have to really sit back and look at this team and, and and realize that, yes, their defense is not as good as it was last year. They're not as dominant. They're not getting the quarterback as much. They're not getting the, the turnovers that they were last year. But in terms of uh, yards per game, in terms of points per game, all that stuff, I mean, they're still a top 10 unit. They're still a very good defense. And it's one of those things where it's, it's basically a death sentence for the Bears where if they give up more than 20 points a game defensively, they're going to lose the game. And – I saw people blaming the defense. I got
1: uh, I got some numbers for you. Sorry to interrupt you.
2: Yeah, go for it. I mean, you you got numbers in front of you. This is probably hopefully it'll help my argument.
1: <laughs> yes, it, yes. So eighteen point one points per game the Bears are giving up this season, third fewest in the NFL. New England and Buffalo are one and two. New England's at twelve point nine, so essentially thirteen. Buffalo's at fifteen point nine, essentially sixteen. Bears at pretty much eighteen. If you look at the you look at the top, let's see six teams. Um, in points allowed per game for defenses. New England, Buffalo, Chicago, Baltimore, San Francisco, Minnesota. All but one are going to be a playoff team. And Pittsburgh is number seven, and they are kind of hanging around the playoff race. So, yeah, and then I'll give you the offensive numbers, and I'll let you finish your point. Bears on offense are only scoring 18.3 points per game, which is essentially near the bottom. Jaguars, Jets, Dolphins, Broncos, Redskins, Bengals, Only teams scoring fewer than them.
2: Well, and to add on to that point there, uh, offensively, I mean, that's also, I would imagine that's also counting the defensive touchdowns that they've had and the, uh, return touchdowns. So, I mean, truly speaking, I'm willing to bet that the offense is probably averaging under 16 points a game. And, they had two games where they scored what thirty, I think what thirty-one points in both games because they had the the Cowboys game and the Redskins yep. game were the only two games that they've had all year where they scored over thirty points. I mean, yeah, they're off-
1: and the Redskins game, the Redskins game, they had three touchdowns in one quarter.
2: And I want to say there was a, there, yeah, well, uh, Clinton Dix had that that pick six in that game too. I mean, it's just yep. simply put, the offense has been terrible, and it's it's crazy to see the mental gymnastics that some people are doing to to excuse just how bad the offense has been. I mean, wh- wh- whoever you want to blame, it, it, whether it's the offensive line, whether it's Matt Nagy, whether it's Trubisky, it doesn't matter. The offense has been terrible. The run game has been terrible. Everything about the offense has been absolutely awful. But to blame the defense, giving up 18 points a game, they're, again, they're a top 10 defense. Depending on the numbers that you look at, you can make an argument for top five. They're more than good enough for to be a playoff team, I, I'm just gonna say it. I mean, we talked about this before the podcast. So the Bears are league average offense right now. I think that they they probably end up finishing 12 and four, 13 and three, and they're a first round bye, and they're they're seen as a you know a legit um, Super Bowl threat because really that's about how the uh, the well maybe that's about how a lot of these teams have been built, but especially you know look at a team like the 49ers. I mean, the 49ers have been living on a very good defense and a very average offense with a good running. Game. And I mean, it's just,
1: I, I'm glad I'm very glad you brought that up actually. Well, because I, mean, I, I agree with you on
2: that. Yeah. Well, cause I mean, if you, and I'm not saying, and this is not me saying at all that Trubisky's a comparable quarterback or a better quarterback than Jimmy G. But when you really look at the numbers and when you really dissect what, what the 49ers have done, versus what the Bears are doing. I mean, the difference is really consistency in the run game. Um, but, I mean, Jimmy G's really not playing that much better, at least numbers-wise, than Trubisky has. And you, you see a lot of praise going towards Garoppolo, and you see a lot of hate going, going towards Trubisky. And I think, to a certain extent, both are justified. But I guess my entire point is just that you look at some of these teams, again, like like the, the 49ers, where – I mean, they're a really damn good team, but the reason that they're a really good, damn good team is because they have a really good defense, but they have at least a league average offense to be able to help their defense out, and that's what the Bears don't have right now.
1: And, and I've mentioned it before. I think I've told you this. That the 49ers have a really good tight end, too. I think having a good tight end in this offense would help it. I'm not saying it's going to solve Mitchell Trubisky's problems. Having a good tight end a good run game would certainly help the Bears. Like you said, I mean, they had a league average offense. They would definitely be in the playoffs right now. That all starts with Mitchell Trubisky. He's got to play better. If Mitchell Trubisky is a league average quarterback, I think the Bears are in the playoffs. He's not. He's a below average quarterback right now. Probably one of the worst uh, five, maybe even four. Go, maybe go down to three. But like you said, I mean Jimmy G is hasn't been great this year. He's had his moments like Trubisky did last year, where, where you know he put up some numbers and big numbers. And I'm not saying I'm not going to compare the two and say who's better, but you know Jimmy G's not out here like Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson or, you know, any of the other young, good quarterbacks. I mean, he's got a very good defense, just like the bears had last season. He's got a very good run game and he's got a really damn good tight end. And offensive line, I'd probably take the bears wide receivers right now over what San Francisco has. And I'm not discrediting Jimmy G. I think he's played well this year. He's had his moments. It's just crazy. Like, I think that that's a good team for the bears to look at. And, yeah, I brought it up before. I mean, look at the two offenses that Matt Nagy is kind of familiar with: It's Kansas City and Philadelphia. They both have All-Pro tight ends. They both have pretty good quarterbacks too. The, the Chiefs have really good quarterback in Mahomes. Wentz, I don't know. I'm he's hit or miss for me. I, I I I don't know how he'd do in this Bears offense. But yeah, it's just like I don't know, man. I just I just just to me, I wonder like. If this offense was just league average, how much better it would look because it's been that bad this year?
2: Yeah. I, that's, that's, ugh, man, it's it's so incredibly frustrating because I think anybody who projected the Bears to be good this year, you know, whether the fans or just anybody from the outside, anybody who projected the Bears to be good, mm-hmm. all counted on not only a step taken from Trubisky, but a step taken from this offense as a whole. Because, I mean, this offense last year was still – I'd say bottom third in the league. I mean, I don't even, they they weren't, you know, you look at their points per game and maybe, you know, people can make an argument that they were at least league average. I don't believe that they were. I think the points per game was was up because of how many defensive touchdowns they had and just the overall uh, benefit of having that kind of dominant defense that they had last year. But, you know, you look at it this year and I think a lot of people expected the defense to regress in some way. I mean, that was something that we talked about a lot. Uh, and, And they have, but not to a point where, it's justifiable that the defense has been any part of the issue. I mean, it's been the offense. The offense has been the issue all year. Like I said, if, if, if the opposing team scores more than 20 points a game, the Bears are screwed. I mean, that's just really a how what it comes down to. And and it's just, you know, it's, some people are going to sit there and cite that, you know, the Cowboys game is a game that the Cowboys scored over. What, it ended up being, what, 31-24 or whatever. But that was, you know, those those last 10 points were garbage time when the Bears were already up. Um, you know, 31, whatever it was, 31-17 or 31-14 or whatever. You, you, you get my point. I mean, that, I, I'm not going to count that. Okay, they gave up 24 points when the game was already well out of hand and Dallas basically was trying everything they could to score and the Bears just kind of lay back in a pre defense. But it's just – it's one of those situations where we're we're quickly approaching John Fox territory again where – and kind of Lovey Smith territory in a lot of ways where special teams has been – Okay, um, good enough normally, but not good enough to compensate for a bad offense. And the defense this year has not been good enough in terms of turnovers and and sacks and point score and all that stuff uh, to be able to compensate for this type of offense either. I mean, simply put, when you compare the numbers, you have a top 10 unit versus a bottom five unit. I mean, this is really what this is coming down to. The Bears offense is the issue. They've got a lot to figure out. Um, whether it's the offensive line, whether it's a running game, whether it's the play calling, whether it's Trubisky. Uh, I think there's a multitude of different issues there that they need to get figured out. Um, but it's just, man, it's it's tough because I think that was kind of the key to the Bears taking the next step or at least being, you know, that 11 and 5, 12 and 14 kind of like they were last year was, you know, the defense is going to take a small step back, but the offense was going to take, a sizable step forward even being league average to where everything will compensate out and obviously the, the it's worth it's worth mentioning the 49ers have a fantastic defense this year they have a very good defense i'm not it, their defense has been better than the bears defense this year i'm not going to say that you know the two have been the same but my overall point of having a top end defense and having a league average offense makes you a pretty damn good team especially in this in, you know in this type of climate within the NFL and simply put, I mean, really all the Bears are missing is the offense, and that's been the reason that they're sitting at seven wins instead of, you know, probably 10 or 11 wins right now.
1: Yeah, And it's crazy because I, I agree with you. I think the special team has been pretty decent this year, a lot better than what we saw last year. But, I mean, yeah, it all comes down to the offense just to not take that next step. And I think a lot of people look back last year and they kind of fell in love with how the Bears' offense was playing the first six or seven games that season. They were fine. They are serviceable. Let's not forget at the end of the year last year. That Bears offense was not very good. They were not putting up a lot of points. And Trubisky did struggle towards the end of the year. I mean, God, if they if they have just a, a, a solid normal game against the Eagles on offense, they probably win that game by two touchdowns, at least two scores. So yeah, man, it's it's frustrating because we all thought they were going to graduate to the 202. They didn't. And now we're kind of back to square one. And this offseason is going to be a lot of talk about the quarterback position, what the Bears are going to do. Um. yeah I want to save that for another episode though because we could probably go on for another, at least another hour on the quarterback talk we're going to get into the Chiefs preview before we do that let's hear a word from our sponsor for the final time of the episode
0: the Old West is an iconic period of American history I'm Chris Wimmer join me on the Legends of the Old West podcast to hear the true stories of lawmen like Wyatt Earp Bass Reeves and the Texas Rangers outlaws like Jesse James and Butch and Sundance and Native American battles of the Lakota, Comanche, and Apache. We use cinematic storytelling and sound design to bring these stories and many more to life. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.
1: Welcome back in the Bearport Podcast. Aaron, let's wrap this thing up here. Uh, Week 16, Bears, Chiefs in primetime. Thank you, Tennessee, for not winning last week. Uh, Kept the Bears in primetime instead of being flexed out. Because if Tennessee wins... Last week, I think they they moved that Saints Titans game um, to Sunday Night Football. Now we get the Sunday Night Mahomes show. All we're gonna hear is Trubisky Mahomes. Uh, we're already starting to hear it now. I think Sports Center did a huge segment on it earlier. I saw a couple other shows do it earlier this week. Aaron, um, I'll, I could go with my prediction and my uh, X factor, unless you really were chomping at the bit to go first.
2: No, you can go ahead. You All right, absolutely.
1: All right. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go prediction. I'm going to say the Bears lose this one. I think the Chiefs win. I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. I think the weather's going to have a big impact on this game, the prime time. The Bears are going to get up for it. I think the Bears as a team are going to kind of – they know they obviously know, hey, you know, the mahomes Trubisky thing. Um, they can downplay that as much as they want. They know. I think that's going to amp them up a little bit more. I'm going to go Chiefs 17, Bears 16. Um, I actually think – you know, Trubisky will play well in this game. I I don't think I'll have a big stinker. Um, and for my X factor, let's see. I'm going to go um, – I'll go with the Bears' defensive line just because I think they're going to have to get a lot of pressure on Mahomes and kind of contain him and not let him get out of the pocket, not let that pocket open up where he can run right up the middle and pick up some yards. We all know what Mahomes can do with his feet and his arm – Heck of a talent, but I, I'm going to go with the Bears defensive line because they don't get pressure, don't get any sacks on them. It could be a long night for the Bears.
2: Yeah, I I think, uh, I mean, right now at least, the last time I checked, the the Chiefs were favored by six points, and the Bears are at home. So I mean, basically, Vegas sees this as a as a nine point game, you know, nine nine point advantage for uh, the Chiefs. So I mean, that's that says a lot right there in its own. Um, I. I tend to agree with you. I think this game is going to be closer than uh, you know. Apparently, a lot of people do. I don't think. I don't think the Bears are just going to you know back down now. I mean, they've they fought so well to get back into this thing. I don't think you're just going to see everything. You know, I don't think you're going to see them mail everything in. Like I said, I think they're going to end up finishing eight and eight. Whether they, whether they beat the Chiefs this week or whether they beat Minnesota in Week 17, I don't know. But I do think that the Bears are going to at least go out and especially on prime time. I mean, you really. You really don't want to get blown out on national television. I mean, we already know the narrative of Trubisky and, and Mahomes and all the other fun stuff. I mean, it's it, it, there's already going to be enough embarrassment there as is. I don't think coming out and getting blown out in your final home game of the season on national TV is definitely the way to go. Um, as far as X Factor goes, I'm just, I'm just Sitting here trying to think. I mean, I ultimately I think it's I, I think it's going to come down to the defense once again having to do enough and, and shut down Mahomes. I mean, he really hasn't been the same quarterback since he got hurt. I mean, he's still been good, don't get me wrong, but he hasn't been the same hasn't been the same quarterback. So i want to say getting after Patrick Mahomes, getting pressure, and actually getting sacked, which is something the Bears' defensive front has not been doing uh, very well as of late. is going to be the X factor. Uh, I think I'm going to go. 24-20 Chiefs. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I could absolutely see the Bears winning it. But just with where the Chiefs are at and where the Bears are at, I'm going to go ahead and take the, the Chiefs in this one.
1: Yeah, I just hope it doesn't get ugly, man. Like, just get to 8-8, eight eight, go to 9-7. I, I mean, I really don't care about the second-round draft pick. I think the Raiders have a couple um, tough games left. I think they have a, char- they have a Chargers and Chiefs left. Um, so, I mean, they're they're still going to get a high second-round pick. Just don't get blown out on national TV, please. Just make it at least, you know, close throughout the game. If we have to sit there and listen to everything about Mahomes and Trubisky, at least give us something to sit there and listen. You know, something worth it. Um, yeah, and then uh, going to Minnesota with some momentum, I guess, and and see what happens there. Uh, Aaron, um, enjoy your holidays. I know we, you won't be on next week, so enjoy your holidays. Safe travels. Um We'll be back together hopefully right before the new year, maybe in 2020. Um, Where can everyone follow you on Twitter at?
2: Yeah, you can find me at AaronLemmingNFL. Uh, you can also read my uh, work on TheBearReport.com. And, yeah, likewise, man, it's going to be – I'm going to be traveling. I'll be in, in Texas again this year, but I'll be uh, in Dallas-Fort Worth area this time instead of San Antonio. So that should definitely be interesting. So hopefully if you got any travel plans, anything fun like that, you're safe and, and enjoy Christmas. And sure, we'll talk again before the new year, though.
1: Yes, 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 I appreciate that. Thank you. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Zach Z A C K underscore Pearson. Follow the Bear Report on Twitter at just Bear Report. Uh rate review subscribe on all major podcasting platforms, please. Everyone have a good Christmas, good holiday season. Um Aaron and I I'll be back next week with an episode. Um Aaron and I will be back in two weeks with an episode. We'll get into our full off season stuff um I can't believe the is here it felt like just like yesterday we were talking back in you know March and April about what the heck the Bears are going to do in the draft so yeah it all starts to go up again in 2020 everyone take care we'll see you next week